Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off three. our 20 years of existence freak nation i could probably count on one hand how many times a scheduled sunday afternoon race has actually run during our show you're right right a scheduled sunday afternoon race we're talking phoenix a couple of years back right the second to last race of the season at the time and uh, yeah tonight and the word is that uh, down there in homestead that stat man is one of those 500 people that Stuck around to be a part of the extravaganza at Homestead, the NASCAR Cup race. 500 people in stands that look like, what, they said about 65, 70,000? 500 or 5,000? How many, Statman? How many are there with you in the stands at Homestead? (laughs) They announced 500 earlier. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they let some extra people in. 500 people can get lost in, you know, 100,000 seats, but that's what they announced. Okay, so you're one of the top four states in the country, rising coronavirus, COVID-19 cases, and your governor shows up to the race as well, just to say, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was necessarily the smartest thing in the world. Well, you know. Do they say that in Florida? Is that what they said? Howdy? (laughs) In Florida? That's what they say in Texas. In Florida. I don't know if they say howdy in Florida. Is Texas still there? I have... Yeah, Texas is one of the four states too, Kenny. Oh, and by the way, we, you and I are in Arizona and with mm-hmm. Suave, and we are one of the four states as well. Statman, you right now, being in Ohio, you are the, the smartest, best prepared, and safest person in the entire freak nation right now. Yeah, Ohio is, is uh, going down. I mean, it, 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 we got it made. <laughs> you got it made. <laughs> I asked, the, I asked the deer. I asked the deer just the other day. They stopped by and mm. and were chewing on the bush. And they, you know, they said, "Hey, you guys don't have anything to worry about." So I'm going to take over now. And I said, "Hey, help yourself." Oh, Freak Nation! It's going to be one of those shows tonight. I could tell already. Ryan McGee, ESPN, ESPN.com. He'll be joining us with the latest from homestead and his life and i say his life because he write wrote an excellent article at espn.com in regards to the confederate flag and how it relates to his family it's an incredible story he's never had so much response to one article, and this guy's covered the biggest damn college basketball basketball football nascar races ever but this one article lit people up on both sides of the aisle. He'll be joining us in about seven or eight minutes. Also, Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports, who writes about golf and NASCAR. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And we're going to hear from Michael Rourke, who is part of Bennett's War. It's a new movie out from Forest Films, Lucas Oil Productions, that you can now get on Netflix. Great movie about a gentleman who comes back and fights his own war after spending time in the war. I believe it was, it's either Afghanistan 
uh, one of the recent wars where, where he's being portrayed is coming back from and fighting his own war here and then goes out on a motorcycle to win. It's a crazy story. I well, don't want to, well, that's, that's the motorsports tie-in with yeah. this. How he had to learn how to ride a big-ass superbike race, a uh, superbike bike. A four, I believe it was a no, 450. Not supercross. Motocross bike, not superbike. Oh, did I say superbike? Yes. See, you're right. It is one of those shows tonight already. Yeah. Already getting our words messed up. A supercross bike, a big 450, a dirt bike. Epic. Coming close to celebrating our 20 years, Freak Nation, June 25th, 2000 is when we started this big old thing. And hearing Statman talk about this, talk about this, uh, this deer reminds me of a show that we had a Saturday afternoon show where <laughs> every now, wasn't it the Saturday afternoon show where we're doing for Sirius XM exclusively Statman where Big Black the Crow showed up one day? Big Black the Crow. You remember Big Black the Crow? Oh, you, the you fan, talked about it every damn week. That was the Shaquille O'Neal of Crows. He was walking down the street and daring people to hit it. Who the hell's calling you right now, Statman? He just... <laughs> this is one of those shows. It is one of those shows. Is that the damn deer calling, calling Statman calling right now? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. Does Skype have a busy signal? <laughs> right? <laughs> And it's so true. We need to turn it off. Sorry. Call waiting has been disabled for the next two hours in the Freak Nation. That is human greatness. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. Oh, Freak Nation. Uh, it's going to be a hell of two hours. Just stick around. I promise you it's going to happen. Uh, coming up in a moment, Scratch Gladys Pit News and Notes. We've got to resume with some more affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Hang tight. <laughs> We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. That's GeneralTire.com to you and me. You got a big fat truck? What about a big old slick SUV? Roll with General Tires on that bad boy. You dig? Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So you want the bad news or the good news first? Yeah, never mind. Let's yeah. just go bad news and get it out of the way. Formula One lost three more races on their 2020 calendar, which has yet to get underway. Japan was officially canceled due to travel restrictions in the country from COVID-19. Azerbaijan and Singapore were both canceled due to the logistics of constructing their street circuits with no confirmation in sight that the event could even go on, of course, also due to COVID-19. Formula One is still hopeful of at least a 15-race schedule, currently set to commence in Austria on July 5th. NASCAR allowed fans this weekend in Homestead. Oh, too bad they saw more lightning than racing for the first few hours today. Yeah, the NASCAR Cup Series finally got running late. They're still running. At least they're in the final stage. Hopefully, I'll have results for you by the next hour. Winning the truck race Friday night was Kyle Busch. Yes, he started last. Went a lap down, but did you really think that that would hold him back? Kyle led more than half the laps and held everyone off on the final restart with six to go. The Xfinity Series featured a doubleheader at Homestead, with the first race on Saturday going to Harrison Burton after he survived the last restart with two to go. And then in Sunday's race, it was earned by Chase Briscoe in double overtime without his crew and car chiefs, by the way, as they were suspended for after Saturday's craziness. The ARCA Racing Series was back on track action this weekend, and to improve upon his last time on track in Phoenix back in March, Ty Gibbs 
held off Sam Meyer in a two-lap overtime sprint to win at Toledo Speedway. Supercross Austin Forkner won the Supercross Round 15 today in Utah for the 250 class. And get this, the 450s literally just wrapped up 15 minutes ago. Ken Roxon with the 450 win. Also going on this weekend, it was the 24 Hours of Le Mans virtual style. Mm. Rebellion racing drivers Luis Delatraz, Nico Wisniewski, Rafael Marciello, and Kuba Zizinski took the win in the virtual 24 Hours of Le Mans. What did you just say? I don't know, but that, that those are the four overall winners. <laughs> I've never said their names before, but congratulations. You are now 24 Hours of Le Mans winners. Virtual. Coming up, Ryan McGee from ESPN and ESPN.com and his story on the Confederate flag. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now, through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the summer ultra-high-performance G-Max RS, the all-season ultra-high-performance G-Max AS05, and the all-season touring Altimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20 years car not performing right a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time but lucas fuel treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system the fuel pump fuel injectors even carburetors and valves as you drive it's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines lucas fuel treatment it works Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get... Awesome. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your Mav TV. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Again, Freak Nation, coming up. And let me check that watch. Coming up in 11 days, we're celebrating our 20th spot-on anniversary. July, excuse me, June 25th, 2000. We started this big old thing, and now 20 years later, holy smokes. And one of those dudes that indirectly were part of the show was part of the show way back when, and you know, a little mea culpa in between then. He's been on the show, shoot, for the last 15 years or so, Ryan McGee from ESPN. And Ryan, uh, how about that, man? 20 damn years of Speed Freaks. I, I'm not lying when I say I remember when the press release came across the fax machine at the RPM Tonight offices in, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, yeah, now I'm, I'm OG, man. I, uh, as we, as, I'm not going to get into the history of all this. I wasn't super pumped. At, at what y'all had to say about my TV show <laughs> that I was working on, but 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 over the years we we uh, as you said we've 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 uh, you know we didn't know each other, but we managed over the years to mend fences and become friends, and we even have shared some parenting tips mm-hmm. over the years, and we've come a long way since I I was so angry at y'all for making fun of John Carney's shirts. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with what Ryan McGee's talking about, somehow we. We uh, we started to pick on motorsports talent that was covering motorsports, whether it was in the studio or at racetracks, wearing suits and ties, and then some wearing pink shirts. And right. Ryan McGee was were you were you, were you producing RPM tonight? At the I, time? I was I was a producer on RPM tonight. Yes, and uh, and and um, and I remember. So I left at the end of that 2000 year. I I was with RPM tonight from minute one when Kenny Maine was the original host mm. and the whole thing. I was talking to Reese Davis about this the other. Reese Davis used to host that show, College Game yeah. Day. And so so I I but I left when the TV contract changed hands. And went from ESPN to Fox at the end of 2000. I went over to Fox and Steve Burns my my beloved dear friend that I miss every day, he and I sat down and he said, well, we're going to compete with RPM tonight. You know, what do we need to do to separate ourselves? I go, well, the first damn thing you're going to do is not ever wear a pink shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And that's why we've liked Fox the best ever since. Well, and and we were, and we were young and, um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I remember, hey, I remember, I, w- I wish I could get my hands on, uh, on one of y'all, who was it that had on, had the, uh, they had the Oakley over the head shades on, like in the promo photos. <laughs> Lug nuts, our former host. There Lug you nuts. go. No, I, I knew, I had a feeling. Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was very, uh, very Clarence Clemens from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. That is greatness. Ryan McGee joining us here in the Freak Nation. And four days ago, he put this out. You could, again, follow him on Twitter. Uh, the tweet that he put out, and I'm going to read it verbatim. The Confederate flag has finally gone at NASCAR races. I won't miss it for a second. And don't even come at me with heritage, not hate. My family history is what it is, so I know the difference. And everything that I'm seeing from you, good, bad, and different, you've never had so much back and forth with an article in your lifetime than this one. Is that true? Yeah, no, I, I posted that column. So, so the press release went out from NASCAR at 5 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday. Mm. And at, at 5.01, I called my editors and I said, I, we ha- I have to do a column. And I was on vacation. I was like, I have to do a column. And so oh, wow. and w- what's crazy is, I mean, you – you work on some stories, like when I was writing for the ESPN the magazine, I'd work on a story for a year, and you put that thing out there, and no one would respond. 
And I wrote that column for in, in less than an hour. And it's funny, I was literally just talking to my father about this. And what dad said was, he goes, what you don't realize is you've been writing that column your whole life. And it's true. And, and, and my family's been writing that column for, a, you know, for 200 years. And so you're, there's no question about it. And, and I, I typically don't want to know like ratings and page views or whatever of, of the stuff that I work on. Cause I don't want it to alter, you know, my, what, how I write and how I produce or whatever. And, uh, and so my bosses won't give me the numbers, but I know it's not even close. I mean, I've, I've been writing, I've been working for ESPN with the exception of those two years of Fox. I've been working and writing for ESPN my entire adult life, and it's not even close. And um, I mean, just the numbers on Twitter. I mean, hell, if I, I post a link to a story, if I get if I get a, a, a you know a few hundred likes, that's a big deal. And the last I checked, that thing was up to like almost eighteen thousand. And so. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just, it's a polarizing thing, but, but I'll tell you this though, first of all, mute this conversation. That's the greatest thing that Twitter ever invented. Because when I post a story like that, I will absolutely immediately click mute because I just, I need to check Twitter occasionally without just being called an idiot, but I will go peek every now and then. And, and, and I also know like the emails I've received and texts I've received and the phone calls and, and the interaction that I've had with people is it's been overwhelmingly positive. And it's been from a lot of people that I deal with in other sports that are calling me and saying, okay, walk me through this. And do you think this is for real? And can I go to a NASCAR race now and not feel, you know, like everyone there wants to, you know, they, they all hate me. And so it's, those are the conversations that I'm having. There's, there have been plenty of idiots, and there's been plenty of people that disagree with me, including some relatives and certainly a lot of people I went to high school with in South Carolina. Um, but, but even those conversations, a lot of times are, it's just, a, it's a, let's agree to disagree, but, but let's talk about where you are on this and talk about where I am on this. And so it's, it's been more positive than I, than I, than I expected, but, um, but yeah, but there's certainly been enough idiots out there, but you know, it's last growth, man. It's to me, what you're seeing is like a Texas A&M today. There was, you know, you, you had a Black Lives Matter protest involving the students and the football team and all that stuff, and you had that group of old gray-headed alums that decided they were going to protest. And it just they, they look outnumbered because they are outnumbered. And I think that's what I've learned um, a lot about in the last few days. Wow, Ryan McGee. Brother, it's wonderful to have you on the show close to our 20th anniversary. I'm interested in what you would tell somebody if they asked you, is it okay for me to go to a race now? Are they still going to hate me? Uh, you know, what's, what's the reaction going to be? Uh, that, that really leaped out at me. What did you tell them? Well, what I have told them, and like Alvin Kamara, um, you know, played at Tennessee and Alabama and, and plays for the Saints. He went to the race at Homestead today, or the race that's never going to end, you know, at the Homestead Miami Speedway <laughs> on, on Sunday. But the only reason he went was because this all put NASCAR on his radar. And this is a guy, I mean, this is a Louisiana, Tennessee, Alabama guy and never even considered going to the track because he didn't believe that he was welcome. And that's the problem. You know, we have Brad Darty. You guys know Brad. And we have Brad Darty yeah. on Marty McGee. On, on Saturday morning for almost an hour. And what Brad, who, you know, you guys know, played in the NBA, an all-star, grew up in the mountains of North Carolina, um, you know, a self-described black neck, you know, you redneck living in the mountains and all his friends were right out of Dukes of Hazard, and it was him. And he wore 43 in the league because he loved Richard Petty and he co-owns JTG Darty Racing now. 
and he's had such a hard time his whole life convincing his NBA, um, you know, colleagues that it's okay to go to the racetrack or convincing just his friends in all sorts of industries. It's okay to go to the racetrack or, uh, you know, financially trying to convince sponsors mm. to sponsor his race car and letting them know it's okay to come to the racetrack. But yet when they go to the track, what do they see? They see Confederate flags. And that's just, it's like putting a sign over the door that says you are not welcome here. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's the conversation I've been having with people was we're going to enter a transition now. There were only about two dozen Confederate flags in the infield at the Daytona 500 last year compared to hundreds when I first started covering racing 25 years ago. I guarantee you there are going to be a lot more people than that trying to show Confederate flags or whatever because they're going to protest what they've been told they can't do. That's going to last for a little while. But now NASCAR is officially on the side of we want everyone to feel welcome at the racetrack. And so all that's going to go away eventually. And, um, and, and so that's what I'm telling them. What I'm telling them is now they know that the sanctioning body has their back. And now they know that the drivers have officially said, we have your back. And so come on, you know, it's so frustrating. Y'all know the racetrack's the coolest place in the world. And to put something out there that lets, you know, half of the nation believe they can't enjoy going, um, you know, if that's going away, then I can finally take my friends to, the Daytona 500 or Darlington or Martinsville or all these places that I love and gone to since I was a little boy, I can take them now and not feel like I have to explain away, you know, what they see there. Now, now if I see it, I can at least say that SOB right there is going to get that taken down. They're probably headed over there right now. And so it's, it's just, it's, we're not, they're not closing the door on anyone. They're opening the doors for people. Ryan McGee, I, I, I've got another question to ask you, but I want to promote the interview you did with Wendell Scott's son, Warwick Scott, on your radio show over the weekend. Uh, I've been listening to it kind of while we were getting ready for the show. It's a great conversation about a, a great man who's in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Warwick's dad, Wendell. But it's come to mind that a lot of changes have happened in NASCAR since uh, Bill Jr. and um, no the, the the other France uh, the name escapes me right now. Yeah, no, Bill, Bill Senior, Bill Junior, Brian France, Brian, yeah, and it's, now it's, yeah, Jim yeah. Jim is in charge now, and somebody else Phelps is in charge now. Right? Is it their influence or the? culture change that has forced NASCAR to at least try to make changes to be more inclusive in the audience. Well, I, I can tell you this about Steve Phelps. He's a good man. And I've never questioned that for a second. And he is so dedicated to the job that it is his, it is, you know, it has cost him a personal life. I mean, he is on a plane, uh, from Daytona, from, from Darlington to Charlotte, to Daytona, to New York, to every office that he has. And, and, you know, I was on the payroll at NASCAR for a split second in the mid two thousands and Steve Phelps had just come over from the NFL and, and, you know, everybody thinks, oh gosh, here's the guy from Manhattan. And, you know, what, what's the school in Vermont? And, you know, what does this guy know about racing? He grew up going, you guys ask Dave Moody sometime in MRN radio. He used to see Steve Phelps all the time at every short track in New England. And he was there from the time he was a kid to all the way that he'll show up there in the summertime. Now he loves racing so much and he just loves people. 
he's just a good guy. And so well, I used to sit in these meetings and Steve and I were kind of in the second, or he was in the second tier. I was in about the fifth tier of importance when it came to people in the room and the people sitting around the big table were never going to do what happened on Wednesday. And meanwhile, you've got Steve Phelps and the people sitting with him who climbed that ladder together. And they all sat there and thought, man, if we're ever in charge, if we're ever in charge, we're going to make this official. And and what all has happened in the United States for the last few weeks, um, this last chapter, you know, in this ongoing story of racial inequality and just another round of protests and another round of conflict. And, and when Bubba Wallace started becoming more vocal and he saw this as an opportunity, so did NASCAR. And so... Steve Phelps has always wanted to do this. The people that work with him have always wanted to do it. And he made it very clear when he met with all of his executive board on Monday, we're going to do this later this week. And you either get on board or you can find another job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. What's going to, man, I got 15 questions I could ask you. (laughs) We could do another two hours just on what I've got bumping around in my head right now uh what form do you think that i i believe that some of the protesters if they if there had been fans at the racetrack when phelps made his speech and and so forth that the the booing might have been embarrassing do you think the uh the protest that you talk about do you think that's going to be that uh, aggressive when the fans start to come back. There's going to be some at Talladega, and they're going to start adding more. Do you think it's going to be aggressive to detract from the program? I do. I mean, they're going to do whatever they can to try and take away from um, what's happening inside the racetrack, which is, which is you know, the twist of that is the fact that they've been taken away from what's happening on the racetrack forever. And now they're just going to be louder about it. But, but listen, someone who calls himself a rebel, um, what's he going to do when you tell him what he, what he can or can't do, he's going to try to, to rebel. rebel. Yeah. And so, so we're going to see some of that. I mean, listen, I I saw in the protest at Clemson university yesterday, they had this beautiful protest on that gorgeous, you know, center lawn there on the campus. And it was led, you know, in large part by the football team. And meanwhile, there are a bunch of guys with pickup trucks with giant Confederate flags flying that were just running laps around town. And there's going to be a lot of that. You know, you cannot have that flag on the track property. That includes the campground. That includes, you know, any parking lot adjacent to the track, anything that belongs to the track, you cannot have that flag there. And let me say this too. Anyone who thinks that NASCAR isn't capable of policing this, um, they haven't been paying attention because I always go back to, again, my brief time on the payroll at NASCAR um, I remember we were, I want to say it was at Auto Club Speedway. And you guys know that that racetrack, it's a massive property, you know, and mm-hmm. sitting out there in Fontana. And I got in the helicopter with those licensing guys from NASCAR. And they had these giant military binoculars. And we flew in that helicopter all over that property. And all they were doing was they were looking for the guys selling the illegal gear, right? Like when you're leaving a concert oh, and wow. the guys selling, like, you know, the guys selling the Harry Styles t shirt for $5 that, you know, cost 50 inside. And they were looking for those guys, and I watched them shut down. And this is in the, this is in the mid two thousands. I watched them shut down more guys, men and women trying to sell illegal gear. And I watched them set, shut down hundreds of those guys in the course of a day. And so, if you think 
that they don't have the ability to police, you know, somebody flying a giant Confederate flag. And and, and the question is, has been asked to me too, you know, what if a guy wants to wear a belt buckle or get a tattoo on his back or, or whatever, you know what, uh, I'm not looking at anybody's crotch and I don't care if you have a tattoo or not. So I'll give you that win. I just want to make sure that I don't have to look and, and, and people who want to attend a race don't have to look at what his, you know, it's a symbol of hate flying in the infield. Ryan, can we go to break and come back and spend another five minutes with you? Yes, sir. Ryan McGee, ESPN, ESPN.com. Crazy insight, world of NASCAR, and then some. More with Ryan McGee next. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. You're well aware I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan in the Freak Nation, but what the teams are doing in this season's reboot is something that should be applauded. The race Sunday at Homestead was the eighth in the last four weeks. Each of those races was a one-day affair with no practice or qualifying allowed. And to top it off, the tracks were all over the place. They raced at Darlington, Charlotte, Bristol, Atlanta, Martinsville, and Homestead. And mixed in all of those changes are some rain delays just to stir the pot a bit. Now, for you detractors who think all they do in NASCAR is turn left, read that last paragraph again. The left turns at those tracks have nothing in common. My hat's off to the drivers and especially the crew chiefs who navigated those distractions. Still, you'd think the challengers would see a random winner in there, but as this is written, no such luck. Crazy month, crazy season. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. We've got about five minutes here to wrap it up with Ryan McGee, senior writer with ESPN, friends of the Freak Nation, and an article that he has out there in regards to the Confederate flag. We continue the conversation with Ryan Crasher. Go ahead. Ryan, people obviously want to spin things in their direction to fit their narrative so often these days. And I just want to go back to a a little bit of what you said in that this week when things were tensions were rising and Bubba Wallace was on CNN and he made some pretty, pretty important statements that NASCAR saw this as an opportunity. What they saw it was was an opportunity for change. I don't want anybody to think that you meant or anybody means that they saw it as an opportunity to get ratings or or use use right. this as a money making thing. Can you please clarify that? Yeah, no, and I think quite frankly, um, you know, there's going to be, I mean, you, and you guys know this because we've all lived it. But what was everybody's biggest complaint about NASCAR forever was, you know, abandoning their roots and abandoning, forgetting who they, where they came from and who built them and all that stuff. When they left Rockingham and Wilkesboro and all those places and pushed west and, you know, quit putting country music stars at, at, at races and all that stuff. And there's a group of people who think this is the latest in that line of stuff. And so, so they're going to take a hit with a, a not small group of people. Um, that, that, you know, I don't think care anything about the flag. I think they just think that this is just another move toward, you know, getting away from their roots, which it isn't, this is just the right thing to do. But yeah, no, no, I, this is not an opportunity to make a lot, make a lot of money. It might be an opportunity to lose some money, certainly in the short term. I think in the long term, be sure, but this is not a financially driven decision. This is not an attendance driven decision. Um, you know, th- this is, that's not what this is at all. Um, you know, a, 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 a decision was made in the name of television ratings by, by racing and bringing, uh, you know, stock car racing back way ahead of every other sport. Yeah. That, that was an opportunity that they saw. 
uh, first to market was what Steve Phelps kept saying. No one's using any phrasing like that at all when it comes to uh, taking down the Confederate flag. The only phrase that's being used for this is uh, finally. And be the change. Do what's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ryan McGee joining us here in the Freak Nation. Ryan, what I would like to do, if you get some time the next couple of weeks, is set up a, uh, a little Skyping as we celebrate our 20-year anniversary, dig a little deeper into this <laughs> into this thing, because there's so much to this story that your family, uh, your, your family living on a farm that housed slaves, it's an incredible story. So my first question is, can we get us a Skype with the three of us? Or the four of us, and then can you, you got about a minute to to share with the Freak Nation what that give me the gist of that story about where you and your family are I'm living. A minute. Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I, well, I'll, I, I'll just say, go to yourfeedy.com, go to the NASCAR <laughs> page, and you or go, or, go, or go to my Twitter account. It's pinned. It'll oh. stay pinned for a long time, and you can read the story. But simple yeah. fact of the matter is, I laid my family's painful history out because I don't want to hear anything from the heritage versus hate crowd. And I'm speaking to some of my family, you know, which is yeah. don't come at me and tell me I don't understand what that flag is. I know exactly what that flag is. I know what it was, but what it is is a symbol of hate. And uh, if there was any honor in that flag left, uh, they wrung it out of that in, in the, throughout the 20th century when that flag was flown over lynchings and it was flown over cross burnings and it was flown over, mm. you know, terrorizing children, kind of trying to go to the segregated schools. That's what that flag is. And so yeah. nobody come at me. Uh, trying to tell me about their Confederate DNA because it ain't as strong as mine, and 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 I'm I'm all for what's happened. Skype wow. later this week or next week? <laughs> no, y'all y'all call me whenever. Uh, as right. long as I don't have to put pants on, I'm I just I, I, I'll put on a pink shirt for you. <laughs> Bam, done. Oh, McGee, thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> hey, congratulations, y'all are the best. <laughs> Ryan McGee, more freaks <laughs> next. <laughs> Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. 
Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty, juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get... Awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Mother, I don't want to take my medicine. 24 years in the gutter again. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. If you follow us on Twitter, Freak Nation, you'll see a link that either we have or we will put out for you to Ryan McGee's article, read it and read it again and then read it for a third time. I've read it three times and the nuggets that are pulled out of his article, it's incredible. Statman, you've had a chance to read Ryan McGee's article, right? Not yet, but just listening to what he said at the very end there about his own roots in the South that alone was staggering. You know, said, don't come at me with whatever, because I got deeper roots than you. And that was fascinating. Yeah. The power of his, his history, his family's history, him being a born and bred in the South kind of guy and, and being a NASCAR fan as well. It's just, his voice is so powerful in what is going on right now. And it's just, yeah, the article, then, like you said, Statman, the interview that they had on their show, Marty and McGee, yesterday on their podcast with Wendell Scott's son, Warwick. Just, wow, just so much to gather from all of that. Yeah, if you get the chance, listen to the Warwick Scott interview and read Ryan McGee's Confederate flag article. And the best thing about Ryan is that he has credibility in the broader sports world at ESPN covering yeah, right. uh, college football and uh, basketball. He's all over the map. He's not insular in that NASCAR silo. So he's got some reality that goes beyond the racetrack and that adds more to what he has to say because he's got a broader uh, broader conviction uh, to what's going on in the real world and how the sport can benefit 
from inclusion and not exclusion. Yeah, I forgot. We should have mourned with him when we had him on those last two segments about how, I mean, one of his favorite events of the entire year is the NCAA baseball finals, the, mm-hmm. the, when they all go to Omaha. He wasn't able to do that. He's been putting on certain hats all week to try to mourn <laughs> and try to keep the spirit alive. Statman, we have a poll that we put out, gosh, four days ago at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Simple question. What's a bigger surprise to you, Freak Nation? NFL apologizes to players or NASCAR bans the Confederate flag. Where do you stand on that, Stat? I don't know. I think that NASCAR banning the flag, what I want to see in both cases, though, is what the follow-up's going to be. And Ryan kind of talked about that. If they have the ability and the commitment to really uh, drive these people away, uh, and tell them that you could go home. We don't care if you come back or not. And take that hit in ticket sales for maybe a year or so until more people come in that have felt excluded from the from the production. If that's what I think that could be the biggest change. Um, the NFL makes so much money, they could buy whatever they need. But NASCAR is struggling and trying to uh, gain audience that to replace those who are old and dying off the back of the grandstand. So this is a big step for them. And uh, they have to make good on this because if they don't, they're going to be a laughing stock, not just from the mainstream community, but uh, the people that are going to be driven away uh, because they want to raise a flag and they won't be allowed to. Statman, can you give us some background on this past week? Curious when you found out about NASCAR banning the the Confederate flag, your reactions, maybe your, your family's reactions, or maybe some of your friends. Curious what you were doing when you found out. I was stunned. Uh, I I heard about it and you kind of figured that it had to happen eventually. They've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And with all the things that are happening in the world, they would have to make this stand. The fact that they made it now uh, instead of a year ago is disappointing, but they made it now instead of a year from now is encouraging. Uh, I did get a call from a brother-in-law in Oakland uh, who, <laughs> this is a brilliant man, a PhD from Berkeley, and he was giving me the what for, like, did I wake up in the wrong universe today? <laughs> you got to explain this to me. I don't have any idea what's going on in the world. And, you know, we laughed about it for a while, but that's what a lot of people are thinking and uh, you know some of them are only peripherally involved in sports because they know that I like it and they you know they tease me sometimes but they'll follow but yeah there's there this is a massive change for NASCAR they're going to lose some fans uh, they're going to lose some uh, uh, social media conversation but if they're committed to doing this and washing those fans out 
and making room for new people, new markets, new uh, uh, fans to come in and buy tickets, then they're going to be uh, better off, I think. We've been to races together, Statman, where we've walked right by a Confederate flag. We see Confederate flags hanging from, or not hanging, but flying from RVs in the infield. And you could walk past people that you know support those Confederate flags. As a black man, what's going through your head when you see those flags fly in, in, a, in a sport that, you're, that you've based your career around? Well, you and I both know that there are places where you won't go, I won't go at least, and I don't think you will either, to go into some of those places where people that have been drinking beer for uh, the last day and a half and are flying the flags and whooping and hollering and you know that they're strapped, you don't want to be around those people, whether you agree with the battle flag or not. Uh, So... Uh, there's going this this is going to take some washing out of uh, flushing those people out of those uh, crazy parties and drink fests in the infield at some of those races uh, and the people who agree with them who are in the paddock and not waving the flag and have are not drunk uh, it's going to take some getting used to for them. Uh, and they're going to have to be accepting of people who look like me who are going to come into the racetrack and spend money who haven't been there before. So if if they can't get used to that, then NASCAR has to be willing to tell them to go. Give me your, give me your uh, hard card. Give me your pass and go. Good luck to you. We hope you do well in whatever you do in life, but this is not a place for you to uh, have an impact going forward. If they want to take that stand, that would be great for the sport. If they want to stop short of that, then why waste time? Statman, we'd we'd be thinking wrongly if we said this isn't an issue with IndyCar or NHRA or IMSA or maybe even Supercross. It is. We we don't see nearly as many Confederate flags at those races, but they're there every once in a while. Does IndyCar, does NHRA, does Supercross, do they all need to make similar statements and rule changes in order to keep out the hate? I, I've said before that I don't think the NHRA does uh, because the NHRA looks more like America than any other paddock in motorsports. There are uh, uh, there are people there who don't like people who look like me, and but they are willing to accept me for whatever reason. And uh, but all the thing we want is just to be able to come into the thing and be accepted. Take my money, let me spend my money, and let me cheer without worrying about a beer being thrown at me or people, uh, you know, getting in my face, challenging me for what I believe uh, or the fact that I am there. That's probably not going to happen at the NHRA as readily as it would happen in in other forms. The biggest thing about NASCAR is that NASCAR 
was regionally based in the Southeast, yeah. where, um, you know, for a long time, until the uh, the late 80s, that's the only place that they had races. They would venture out to some other places, but NASCAR made attempt as Southern values began to spread around the country, NASCAR came with those Southern values. Now, what uh, uh, part of those Southern values are, is the battle flag and the rebel culture. Uh, now, if, that's, if NASCAR wants to cleanse itself of that past, then they're going to benefit from that because there are some people who like the competition, who like the noise, who like the personalities, the Jeff Gordons, the uh, Jimmy Johnsons, they like that. Uh, maybe the Daryl Wallaces, they like that. But if you have to put up with all the other insanity to be involved in that uh, production, uh, why waste the time? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, Lucas Oil. General Tire for making this thing possible. GeneralTire.com, LucasOil.com. Bubba Wallace, how do you believe he's handling this madness, Stat? He seems to be getting faster. Uh, he finished 11th, closing on 10th last uh, Wednesday, was it? Uh, right. And uh, he was faster today. They generally have given him a 20th place car. Maybe he feels some pressure to... Uh, make a stand to be faster because he has spoken out. Uh, that was one of the things I wanted to ask um, uh, Ryan, but we ran out of time, is whether or not uh, this stand by Daryl is going to, uh, if that's been accepted by other people in the paddock besides Jimmy Johnson and um, Dylan, uh, not Austin, but his brother, Ty, Ty, Ty yeah. So right. uh, I think that um, Daryl's going to be okay, uh, but he's got to get a better car, and they have to get the money to give him that better car. Uh, and if they do, then he'll be more respected and not just somebody who NASCAR wants to use to uh, have an urban presence. But he got an 11th, what was it, Wednesday? Yeah. Just got a 13th tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, they yeah. just wrapped up Denny Hamlin, the winner. Mm-hmm. He got a 13th place for well, Hamlin Bubba Wallace. Hamlin held him off. He held him off for a long time. Good. Hamlin, <laughs> Hamlin's another one. You know, I've said a long time ago that Hamlin doesn't have the heart to be a champion. But the last year, maybe, he's stepping up. And uh, who knows what's going to happen when the money's on the table. But he's doing it now, and more power to him. Okay, listen to this. Hamlin's year, kind of in a nutshell. He's won this year with full fans, with no fans, with some fans, and also in both real and virtual homestead. (laughs) (laughs) How bizarre is that? There you. I mean, that's just 2020 in Denny Hamlin's nutshell. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, this is. I was thinking about this this week leading up to this show, how we've when you're when you've done a radio show, a weekly radio show for 20 years, you've done an S load of shows and there's been an S load of transition, transformation, evolution on this planet in those 20 years. 
And it's, it's, it's worth celebrating. We, we, we had some plans for our 20th anniversary. And then the only thing that could hinder us is a G-damn worldwide pandemic. Son of a bee. Yeah, but then things were reopening and we even revisited. Well, maybe we can do some sort no. of a celebration and then mm. the social unrest. And we're like, nope, there, this is not a year to celebrate. Not only that, but just in our world in NASCAR, I mean, six weeks ago, who would have thought <laughs> that we'd be talking about NASCAR or that we'd hear Gosh, Ryan they- McGee tell us about NASCAR in the mm-hmm. way that he did in those last two segments? I mean, that, uh, there's been a huge amount of change, and uh, it's it's just it's unconscionable to think what the possibilities are and uh, where we go from here. I mean, the the window is open for anything. Yeah, and you heard Ryan talk about Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, and he's the guy who uttered the words, everything's on the table. Little did we know that part of those everything's on the table, according to Ryan McGee, was we're going to get that freaking flag out of our pits, out of our area, uh, out of our races. Little did we know that double headers would be a part of the process, maybe shortening races, uh, combining with other motorsports series. Wednesday night but, races. <laughs> thank you, pandemic. Man. No, just thank you, Steve Phelps, for being so open and willing to listen. Well, Freak Nation, second hour of the Freaks coming up. Michael Roark from the movie Bennett's War, which, from what we understand, one of the more popular movies on Netflix. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation and a motocross, supercross tie-in with the movie. Also, looking forward to getting Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports, who writes about golf and NASCAR. Uh, there is something synonymous with both of those. <laughs> it's called social distancing. Oh, my goodness. More freaks coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of Speed Freaks. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing from the Lucas Oil Studios. 20 years, man. Ryan McGee last year, last year, last hour from ESPN, ESPN.com, senior sports writer there. Senior sports and lifestyle, I should say. Hell of an article in regards to the Confederate flag that was pulled from NASCAR this past week. You need to go read it. We'll tweet it out at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Coming up this hour. Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports, who covers NASCAR and golf. Yeah, golf was back this weekend. <laughs> yeah, with no fans, by the way. And if there was if there was two sports, stat man, golf and NASCAR, both of them lily white as hell. Oh, 
Think about that. Well, no, wait a minute. Plus, uh, our good friend Shav, who's no, you know, no longer with us, he covered golf and NASCAR and motorsports. Uh, so right. it's not impossible to happen. And golf is not as lily white as it used to be uh, <laughs> by any stretch. So it's certainly no, not it's as NASCAR. certainly not as lily white as NASCAR. So uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 not impossible to cover those two things. I mean, they're, they're everything's <laughs> on the table now. Wow. Too. It's Where did you different. get your dancing shoes, man? <laughs> I want some of those dancing shoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, oh. it's the deer and the antelope playing in the backyard, dude. It's, man. it's all crazy. Oh. Michael Rourke, actor Michael Rourke, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Former soap opera star, now big-time actor. The movie's called Bennett's War, Lucas Productions, Forest Films. They put it out. And it's on Twitter, and it's evidently kicking some ass on Netflix. So we'll get to that coming up this hour. Again, follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, the website, speedfreaks.tv. If you get a chance, listen to that Ryan McGee interview last hour. We'll have it up there for you later tonight at speedfreaks.tv. Denny Hamlin gets the race win at Homestead in front of 500 fans. It just, even, even talking to my mom. About uh, two hours before we went live on the show, she was asking about racing and where it is now and uh, how are people making the adjustments. And I said, well, yeah, well, they've got – she says, are the fans back? I said, well, they've got 500 fans that were invited from a local base there. And she goes, really? How silly did that look? <laughs> Meaning <laughs> you have 70,000 stands there you got – 500 heads and people who had to stick around for how many hours crasher to finally get the I race no how many at least three i mean there's every lightning strike was another 30 minute delay and of course two of them happened right as well one of them after they started to fire engines again and then another one happened after they had just uncovered cars so yeah so many delays today i think it was two and a half to three hours insane and stat crash help me out here man because we're crasher talked about this at the top of the show last hour we're in a state, Arizona, where the coronavirus cases are rising, whether it's more test. I don't, I don't want to hear any excuses. The coronavirus cases and deaths are rising. Yeah, there's no excuse because the deaths are rising as well. So, yeah, stop it with the, well, you've got more testing out there. Hosp- Guess what? Arizona's a horrible hospital, state for testing. When you have your officials, your hospital officials saying we need to en- enact emergency situations, mm-hmm. what's happening here? Texas, portions of California, Florida, other states. Arizona. That I think Arkansas might be one now. Arkansas is one of those. I'm just – how this is going to transfer with NASCAR moving forward. Again, they're rolling in states where they've – radio air quotes – open for business. But as this continues to progress, you see the NBA. You see Kyrie Irving and numerous other athletes Friday night on a phone call saying – you know what, guys? I'm just not real sure about opening up yeah. in Orlando coming up at the end of July, not just because of coronavirus and being quarantined from our family, but because of the social unrest. Yeah, and and good for them in saying that. I mean, it's to the point where it's like basketball is not important right now. What's important is unifying this country and trying to 
be a part of change moving forward, which is going to take a very long time. But the, what they're realizing is there's no way to stop or halt any of the momentum that is going on right now. You got to keep it going. Yeah, we'll talk more about this coming up here in the second hour of the Freaks. In moments, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports, and more coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Resuming with another round of affiliates joining in on this fun, the second hour of Speed Freaks. Thank you, affiliates, for being a part of this big old thing. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Got yourself a Dodge Ram, or they call them Rams now. What about an F-250? Why don't you do the smart thing? Keep your family safe and sound and roll on General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Formula One lost three more races on their 2020 calendar, unfortunately, which, by the way, they still have yet to get underway. Japan just this week was officially canceled due to travel restrictions in the country from COVID-19. Azerbaijan and Singapore were canceled due to just the logistics of constructing a street circuit with still no confirmation that the event would even go on, also due to COVID-19. F1 is still hopeful of at least a 15-race schedule, currently set to commence in Austria on July 5th. NASCAR allowed fans this weekend in Homestead, 500 of them, and they saw a lot of lightning at first, but what they saw at the end was Denny Hamlin. Not one, not two. He won all three stages and, of course, the race down in Homestead. This is a guy now that has won in front of fans, not with fans, virtual racing, real racing. It's just it's crazy. Oh, yeah, and 500 fans as well. All right, the Xfinity Series was a doubleheader this weekend at Homestead, with the first race on Saturday going to Harrison Burton after he survived the last restart with two to go. Those were the only two laps he led all day, too. Burton then finished eighth in Sunday's race, which was earned by Chase Briscoe in double overtime and without his crew and car chiefs as they served penalties from Saturday's craziness. The Friday truck race went to Kyle Busch, who started last, went a lap down, Uh, But yeah, then led more than half the laps and held off everyone in the final restart with six to go. The ARCA Racing Series was back to on-track action this weekend. And to improve upon his last time on track in Phoenix all the way back in March, Ty Gibbs held off Sam Mayer in a two-lap overtime sprint to win at Toledo Speedway. Austin Forkner won the Supercross Round 15 today in Utah for the 250 class. And right before we went live, the 450s literally wrapped up. And it was Ken Roxon with that 450 win. Their next race is Wednesday. 24 hours of Le Mans. Oh, it should have been this weekend. So they did a virtual edition, and it was Rebellion Racing Drivers. Here we go. Luis Delatraz, Nico Wisniewski, Rafael Marciello, and Kuba Zazinski. Yep, those are your four drivers who took the overall win in the virtual 24 hours of Le Mans. I'm proud of you, Crasher. More freaks coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? 
then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba burgers all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The summer, it's quickly approaching, and General Tire wants to put some money back in your pockets. Because now, through April 30th, with the purchase of four new qualifying General Tire passenger tires, you'll receive up to a $70 Visa prepaid gift card. Choose from the summer ultra-high-performance G-Max RS, the all-season ultra-high-performance G-Max AS05, and the all-season touring Altimax RT43 lines. So prepare to prove that anywhere is possible this summer with General Tire. For more information, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, driving speed freaks for 20 years car not performing right a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time but lucas fuel treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system the fuel pump fuel injectors even carburetors and valves as you drive it's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines lucas fuel treatment it works mav tv your destination for all things motorsports TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions Come had echo. Actor Michael Roar from Bennett's War. You can see it now on Netflix. In moments, Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports, covers golf and NASCAR has a Dale Earnhardt senior book out there that is uh, just a monster book to read in regards to the insight to Dale Earnhardt senior, uh, Jay Busby in moments. And again, going to try to get to not much motorsports here in the freak nation coming up. Jay Busby, Yahoo sports. So many things to talk about. So many things that he's covering here in the freak nation. And frankly, let's get into <laughs> some sports that is happening again without its fans is golf and mic'd up golfers. It's still strange to watch. It's it's as if I'm watching a like a celebrity pro am type golf tournament with the Colonial. How does Jay Busby see this thing? Yeah, it's a it's a bit weird. You know, it's uh, not having the fans there, not having them 
around them to, to celebrate uh, when a hold in one or a, a birdie, you know, the a fine shot into the green. It's just, it's something different. It just, it feels like a bunch of goofballs uh, <laughs> messing around at a country club, except that they just happen to be some of the best golfers in the world. Jay, do you also see this as an opportunity? And I've said this before, whether, whether it's the social unrest or the pandemic that, Again, none of this discriminates. It's my, that might be a bad choice of words, but it's such a level playing field out there now in that whether it was Tom Brady and Tiger Woods or others in the sports community, these individuals are like us in that they can suffer from the pandemic. They can suffer with the, the mental side of things with social injustice that with the colonial going off, it's like, you're right, some regular day, everyday Joe's up there playing golf that it just seems like things are so much different at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, the key is if you want to be as cynical as possible and talk about branding, I mean, there are branding opportunities left and right here for these guys just and ironically acting like a normal, decent human being is now considered branding apparently. So if you could just (laughs) act that way and just act, you know, just be the kind of person where, you, you show a little bit of yourself. You show your vulnerabilities. You show that you're struggling with, with how things are or how society is trending at the moment, trying to figure out where you fit in. And, and just if you're just able to show that, I think it goes a long way towards making that connection. But, of course, that's not always what, uh, what, what companies and sponsors want to see, which is a shame. Jay Busby joining us here in the Freak Nation between COVID-19 and the pandemic to the social unrest going on right now. Sports is just in an ever evolving landscape. And it's just bizarre to me to think that some people still believe that things are going to be back to normal come fall. Do you see any fans being able to participate in anything? And I'm including motorsports, which wants to bring fans to Talladega. Well, yeah, they're going to have fans this weekend in uh, in Homestead. So, yeah, there, there's going to be fans there. The question is, is what's it going to be like? I mean, you know, I have I have been at events and I have been at at restaurants so far, and and it's a it's a surreal sort of environment right now. The question really is, I think it's not so much is is will fans come back? It's will fans want to come back? Will you feel safe? being in that environment will you and and will you have fun in that environment i you know there's a mexican restaurant right across the street from us where they've got a a big tent set up in a parking lot and it's like why would you want to go out and sit in a parking lot under a tent you know because it's almost like losing sight of what the entire purpose of going out is so i don't know maybe maybe some people are, are are into that but it seems like there's just so many different things that 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 are going to come up once you get into the actual execution of getting people out, uh, to, 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 so many hurdles that they're going to have to leap over before they want to go out. So with NASCAR fans at Homestead, fans at Talladega, granted a very, very small amount, do you see NASCAR wanting to eventually increase the number of fans? Or is it just a day-to-day basis? Because like right now we have 12 to 22 states that have coronavirus cases rising. So is it just everything has to be reevaluated every week? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's a situation where you've got to to look at this as an evolving thing. You can't put, you can't say definitively yes, we'll have ten thousand fans this week and then twenty five thousand fans the next week. You know, it, it, there are going to have to be protocols in place all down the line, and and there's going to have to be a lot of individual responsibility, which is something that Americans talk a lot about but don't <laughs> often practice. You know, you've got to be you got to be smart, you know, and, and maybe this is not the year to go to a NASCAR race. Maybe this is not the month of the season to go out and get a beer. Just, you know, it, it sucks, but it sucks for all of us. So I don't think there's any 
none of us know know the answers here. None of us know what's going to happen next. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of patience and a lot of, of uh, individual responsibility and self-reliance here. Yahoo Sports, Jay Busby joining us here in the Freak Nation. Earnhardt Nation, a book that he has out there. You could check it out. You want some golf insight, some NASCAR insight, just some general sports insight? Jay Busby, great follow and a great read. There's an article you had up there four or five days ago. The balance of power has shifted in sports. And that was four days ago. And it continues to shift in in ways we never saw coming. How far will this thing go or will it go with sports in general and and making those adjustments when it comes to doing what's right with blacks in this country? Well, I think it's going it, it, to, we're still yet to see what the, in, in a lot of cases, what the actual commitment is beyond just saying we're going to do better. You know, so there are teams that are, ple- and, and leagues that are pledging to send money, and that's great, but where's the money going to go? What's it going to do? You know, it, writing these gigantic checks, it's, it's nice, but how's it going to actually tangibly help? You know, it's easy to say, it's tougher to do. And so I think that, that what will be interesting is how, these teams, these players, these leagues will will have their feet held to the fire mm-hmm. to make sure that they actually carry through. Because it's easy to right now to say, "Oh, absolutely, I want to help the black community. I want to do all that I can." It's it's tougher once the time comes to actually step up, give something of yourself, whether it's money or time or energy. It's it's a tougher thing to do than to just say say the right thing when everybody else is saying it. Was it tough? for NASCAR to rewrite their rule book and take out the language saying that you must stand for the anthem? Was it tough <laughs> for NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag? No. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a matter of a couple of keystrokes. I mean, it's not <laughs> tough to do that. It's, it's, it's tough to, it's going to be tough to carry through on that. But I think that what's going to have to happen is it's going to have to be something where the fans understand that, that the, the idea that, that of keeping politics out of sports is just absurd. I mean, just right, absurd. Right. Every every single sport is completely run through with politics of one form or another. NASCAR started because people didn't like the way that the government was telling them to, uh, you know, to, to regulate their moonshine. <laughs> and so it started from a bunch of guys who were moonshine runners and decided to race when they weren't running, uh, running shine through the hills of North Carolina and Georgia. It's always, everything has always been political. And to ignore that is just to, is just to pretend, to pretend like it doesn't exist. It's just to be willfully uh, ignorant and disregarding it. So the question, of course, is enforcement. How is NASCAR, if, if some guy goes and raises a flag on his RV in the middle of Daytona infield, how far is NASCAR going to go to pull that thing down? And, and, and that's where it's going to get interesting because, you know, if you are defiant enough to raise a Confederate flag in the middle of an infield, you're not going to take it down just because somebody comes over and says, hey, can you please lower that? So that's where it's going to get interesting. Which, oddly enough, it's like it couldn't have been a better time when we are not having very many fans in sports to make changes like this. Because if we don't get back to full any stadiums but until next year, at least they've got time for this to settle down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, I think that, that people adapt to new norms pretty easily and pretty well if they have the time to do it. I mean, I think it's where it, when it gets ripped out from under them that you have the instant, uh, the recoil. So if you have a, a chance for people to understand, Hey, you know what? Confederate flag, not welcome anymore. Take it somewhere else. We, you know, we're not trying to, to erase your history or I've, I've gotten all kinds of emails about oh, this. Yeah. You know, there's, nobody's trying to erase your history. It's just NASCAR's private property. They don't want it there. End of story. So uh, you give people time to get used to it. 
And if they don't want to get used to it, hey, you know, that's that, that, that's their right. But uh, the world is moving forward. And, you know, there, I'm sure there are still people who uh, who have, have rotary phones and, and don't mess with smartphones. But the rest of us have decided to keep moving forward. And, and, and uh, social issues are the same way. Does NASCAR, IMSA, and the NHRA, maybe possibly even Supercross, every once in a while, Confederate flags will pop up in those motorsports events. Do they need to do something similar, or are they just hoping to be like, you know what, we're not going to say anything and hope it goes away as well? I mean, you know, at some point, I think they're, they're going to have to step up. You know, they're going to have to make a stand because at some point you want to you don't want to be the kind of organization that just kind of crosses your fingers and hopes, you yeah. know, and, and you don't want to you want to be able to live with yourself. Uh, and I think that NASCAR has sort of done this dance for a long, long time. And they finally got shamed to the point where they had to take action. The, the NASCAR has finally had to, to step up and say, you know what? This is not right. Some people may think of it as heritage. A whole lot more people think of it, of it as hate. It's time for it to go. Earnhardt Nation, your author, Jay Busby, Force with Yahoo Sports, joining us here in the Freak Nation. There's a story in your book about Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, addressing the Confederate flag. Yeah, I mean, he was he he was, uh, you know, you think of of Dale Earnhardt as being a good old boy, and you'd assume, you know, if you're if you're looking from the outside, that he was all Confederate flag, but uh, <laughs> but he wasn't. He, uh, you know, according to Kelly Earnhardt, his daughter, he he one time cut the Confederate flag off of his car, off of a bumper sticker on his car, after his housekeeper, who was African American, said that uh, it upset her, and and he had no problem with it because he saw people as being more important than symbols. You know, it was more important to him that uh, he not upset his housekeeper, you know, a human being, than him to have that flag, that that symbol on his car. And 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 I think that they're on his truck, it wasn't on his car. But uh, I think that that's, that's an important distinction to make. And, and uh, a lot of the people that are that were closest to Dale Sr. have said that he would be very much in favor of, of removing the flag because he was a guy who was about community. He was about people rather than about symbols. And, and, and in the end, that's what this is about. Where do we go? Some people are raising the question on social media. Where do we go? It's a slippery slope of people being able to disagree and not get fired for it. IndyCar this week fired one of their flag waivers. His name is escaping me right now, but because he had a, he had a vitriolic post on Facebook. It has since been deleted, but IndyCar took action and fired him right away because he said he used the S bomb and said those were S holes for taking down the Confederate flag. But for someone who wants to politely disagree, that should that be tolerated? I mean, I guess all toleration should be out there, but how do we avoid a slippery slope here? Well, I mean, I think it's a pretty easy slippery slope, you know, in the sense that you you don't go and you don't think about it if you're talking to somebody in person, you yeah, know, if yeah. you're talking to someone in it and, and, and you go and start throwing F-bombs at them and you start leveling how horrendous they are as a person – then yeah, it's probably not a person you want in your organization. But so I don't think the slope is quite as slippery as it, it might be. I mean, I think that obviously there have been some hair trigger firings, and that that is that is concerning. You know, seeing that somebody gets fired for one picture on their phone or whatever. So that's that is that is troubling. But I think by and large, I mean, I've had conversations with multiple people this week from all across the political spectrum that they just want to know and they just want to answer. You know, want to have questions answered and they want to. They want to learn more, and and I think that that a lot of people fall into that that environment. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem I think is that a lot of people want the right to be a holes, and and we don't really have to put up with that. You know, mm-hmm. it's that it's not in the Constitution that we have to put up with you being a jackass. So that's that's what 
a lot of people run into is that they think that they have the right to, to act that way. And we have the right to say, yeah, you know what? We don't want you to associate with mm-hmm. us. Good point. Freak Nation, always a great follow, even a better read from Yahoo Sports. Jay Busby here in the Freak Nation. JB, thank you for taking time out, buddy. Absolutely. You guys stay safe. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. You're well aware I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan in the Freak Nation, but what the teams are doing in this season's reboot is something that should be applauded. The race Sunday at Homestead was the eighth in the last four weeks. Each of those races was a one-day affair with no practice or qualifying allowed. And to top it off, the tracks were all over the place. They raced at Darlington, Charlotte, Bristol, Atlanta, Martinsville, and Homestead. And mixed in all of those changes are some rain just to stir the pot a bit. Now, for you detractors who think all they do in NASCAR is turn left, read that last paragraph again. The left turns at those tracks have nothing in common. My hat's off to the drivers and especially the crew chiefs who navigated those distractions. Still, you'd think the challenges would see a random winner in there, but as this is written, no such luck. Crazy month, crazy season. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. So Diddy Hamlin grabs the win in Homestead. Got to wait another week for NASCAR race. No more Wednesday night racing, at least this week. It's the Geico 500 at Talladega coming up next Sunday. Oh, right. Then they move up to Pennsylvania for Pocono. That's a doubleheader. Doubleheader. You are correct. Then Indianapolis for the Big Machine Hand Sanitizer 400 powered by Big Machine Records. Stop. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yes, it is. Okay. Then you've got Kentucky. And then, by the way, you'll also have the IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader on Saturday at Indianapolis. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Then they're back in Charlotte in the week following on a Wednesday night for the All-Star Race. You have the All-Star Open, then the All-Star Race. Then they're at Texas on the 19th. And I bring up Charlotte and Texas. And if I'm not Henny Penny. I'm, the sky's not falling. I'm just reading facts, Freak Nation, where North Carolina. Oh, that's right. They're another rising state. And the COVID cases there. I mean, I know this is where the majority of these drivers and teams live and operate. Then you've got Texas in the middle of July for the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. Then, of course, you have Kansas. Oh, wait, wait. Is that a day race? Texas? Oh, heck yes. 3 p.m. start time, stat man. The one thing that they haven't factored into any of this is the impact of the protests that have been going on the last three weeks. Uh, it's going to, they're not going to come in till like a week from now. So all of the opening up is being re- reflected in these spikes and the next spikes are going to be the people that went to the protest and took all the, the uh, virus back home with them. So, you know, it's going to be pretty wild here for the next, uh, X number of weeks. Who knows when this is going to be over? And let's just 
I don't know what the phrase is I should use here, call a spade a spade. I don't know what it is. But one thing, though, about the protests, they have been going on for a couple of weeks now, and we haven't seen any case uptick in COVID-19 specifically because of protesters yet. But one thing I have noticed that I'm just I, it makes me proud, vast majority of protesters all around this country are wearing masks. Not that the mask is the end all be all and you can't get COVID-19 if you have a mask on. That's not true. You can still get it, but it is a great deterrent. It is a great wall between potentially you and the virus. And it's so good to see that at all these. So protests. you're telling me when I'm rolling into Safeway or Fry's grocery store here in Phoenix, Arizona, and the, and the slight majority of people in there that don't have masks. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. Oh. Yeah, they, they should instead follow what the protesters are doing and wear a freaking mask. That man, do you think the NBA is actually going to get their season underway in July, given what has transpired now now with Kyrie Irving and another uh, 70, 80 players talking about, do we really want to get this thing going in July? I think they're going to try, but as soon as you know, they show up, they shut everything down when one guy showed up with it. Imagine with a dozen guys show up with, uh, you know, temperatures and symptoms and they have to quarantine them and it's just going to get crazy. I, I, the Tony Kornheiser podcast has had, uh, people, you know, NBA writers and journalists, they're going to ask these people to go inside for 30 days, uh, or more and not go out and, you know, separate themselves from the real world. I don't know if they could, I don't know if the NBA players can do that. Uh, you know, I mean, it separate themselves from their family, from their lives, uh, for 30 days and live in a hotel with some guys they may not like. It's going to be difficult to do that. <laughs> yeah. We've got, again, if, if, if you know anyone on this planet, freak nation that says they know where, this thing is headed, then check their temperature. <laughs> they got uh, symptoms, too. <laughs> yeah. They got symptoms of something. Check their temperature. <laughs> Give them a breathalyzer and then maybe a blood test because ain't nobody on this planet know where this thing is going other than we can't figure this thing out. <laughs> and you keep talking about the second wave. And we when, when's this first wave ending, damn it? You know, it, yeah, we're still in the first wave. Some people want to call this the second wave. It's not. This is still the first wave. It's just the first wave has had a few ebbs and flows to it. Stat, we got a couple of minutes here. When you've gotten out of your friendly abode there in Columbus, do you find that the majority of people that you see in the store and uh, other confined areas wearing masks? I don't know about the majority, but it's it's fifty fifty. Uh, there's yeah. still a lot of people wearing masks. Uh, the, Ohio, I've been very proud of Ohio. The governor Mike DeWine has he has been very adamant about uh, you know shutting everything down, opening up slowly, and it's shown to be uh, the right steps because Ohio is one of those states where the number of cases and deaths is declining. So they, you know, things are, are looking better here in, uh, in the Buckeye state. Whether or not we'll get Ohio State football and 105,000 people <laughs> screaming in Ohio Stadium in another mm, yeah. 10 weeks, that's another story altogether. But 
so far, it's you know, it's working pretty good. Michael Rourke, actor Michael Rourke from Bennett's War. You've seen the movie on Netflix, one of the more popular movies on Netflix as we speak from Lucas Productions, Forest, Forest Films. Real quick, Crasher, what would you tell me about Houston, the Cougar football oh, team? Oh, yeah, just about 30 minutes ago, it came out that the University of Houston, maybe an hour ago now, University of Houston has canceled the rest of their summer voluntary workouts because of at least six of their players testing positive. Yeah. This is good. Remember, Alabama had five players test positive, mm-hmm. Iowa State, Oklahoma State. I'm sure there are others. We're just not hearing about them. Good to get this guy in the Freak Nation. Coming up next, actor, former soap opera star Michael Rourke will be joining us here in the Freak Nation to talk about Bennett's War and how in the hell did he learn to ride a motorcycle? It's coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. So I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No. That I'm actually a chess painter. Pirate Banjo That was not on the profile. So now you've heard. Geico. Saving people money on car insurance. And now an official partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. 
Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Michael Roller joining us here in the Freak Nation for the first time. Good to get him in here. And, Michael, there's, we were telling you just before you went live, there's, a, there's one reason why we wanted to get you in here is our association with Lucas Oil. Well, Lucas, Oil Lucas Oil started their own damn TV network, started their own production company, and now they've got feature films out there, and you're one of the beneficiaries with Bennett's War from Lucas Oil. That's, a, that's badass, Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. And, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, Forrest Lucas is a very, obviously very ambitious man uh, and, and uh, he's a very sweet man, very great, great dude. I got a chance to spend some time with him and uh, I think they're doing some great things over there just for the, for the race industry generally and, uh, you know, moving into doing films now, it's great to bring some more exposure to the sport. Well, we, let's talk a little bit about your role in Bennett's War because, my goodness, you are a motocross racer. Let's just flat out check that off, put it on your resume now. How long did I it take sure you? Am. Right? How long did it take you to learn how to drive these powerful bikes? Well, I've been on bikes before, so fortunate I was. I was able to kind of come in with a, with a bit of a skill set. Now, these bikes, I have not been on like a, K, a KTM, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said it before, like the power to weight ratio on things. These are bikes that need to be respected. They can be very dangerous yes. uh, if you don't know what you're doing. But, oh, my God, so much fun and so sexy. So, But short answer, I had no time. I think I had <laughs> a day. We were like, all right, you better figure this out because we're rolling tomorrow. And uh, that's just kind of the way it goes sometimes <laughs> in the business. So uh, I was able to kind of get the seat pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I had as much fun shooting anything. So – basically a day to get to learn how to ride one of these 450s or 250s it, yet like you said power to weight ratio incredible but also mm. everything else that you had to research about this war i mean being an injured veteran i mean there's a lot of emotion that went into this role for you as well yeah it, it, it was a very challenging role and that was one of the things that really drew me to it and i've said it before it's it's really kind of the way i approach it as an actor but also I think the audience might have a similar experience. It's really three movies in one. You know, there's a moto aspect, the military aspect, and the farming life aspect. And I think that's one of the, I mean, that's what, at least from what I've heard from the feedback and what my first read on the script was, is that's one of the, the really beautiful things about the story is there's elements to it. There's layers to it. And each character in the story, you know, they're, they're all kind of fighting their own war. Uh, and that's really what it's about. And I think there was a sense that this is a war movie and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's, of course the title's Bennett's War, but it's, you know, it's about the war this man's facing coming back home. It's not necessarily, you know, uh, a war movie. Mm-hmm. His name is Michael Rourke. And of course you can see the movie Bennett's War on Netflix. And you look at the description of the movie. And when we first saw the trailer to this in 2019, I had no idea about the Army Motorcycle Unit. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize yeah. this. And and these are special bikes. The research that I did on this, the, you can't hear these bikes coming or going, can you? Oh, dude, it is so sexy. These bikes are right. so sexy. Like it's just like a little hum beneath you. Like it's. <laughs> they make no. They're called zero bikes. They make next to no noise, and they ride so smooth, no matter what the terrain is. And uh, yeah. I was not aware of that myself until I started doing more research on it. But yeah, it's a very real thing. 
You look at the track that you were that most of the the riding was filmed on. It's Glen Helen, and the yeah. legend that is Glen Helen. It's like walking into a Warner Brothers studio lot and thinking about all the actors that have been a part of these different sets. But the legends that have run on that track that Michael Roark was out there pretending that he was a badass motocross pilot. <laughs> it's it's crazy the, the amount of, of talent that have run on that. Do you know the history of that track at all? I became a little bit more aware of it, but uh, you could feel it. I could mm-hmm. feel it just stepping on it. And it's such a dynamic landscape out there. It's so beautiful, and I think it really shines on camera as well. There's there's a shot of, and again, I don't know if it's you. I know you did some riding on that track. There's we've named that that monster hill the the mm. so many different names. Did you actually have a chance to attempt to go down that thing that's about ten stories tall? In a million years, the, the production would not let me do. <laughs> There's just no way. I don't care. Unless you're Tom Cruise. Yeah. You're not getting on a bike and riding that thing if you think you're going to call yourself the lead of a film. It just ain't going to happen. Really? I mean, Forrest, Forrest Lucas is an outlaw. Forrest <laughs> Lucas has said, Michael, get your ass on that bike and come on down here, boy. <laughs> you know, if if, if, if if old man Lucas would have said it, I would have given it to a college try, but. Uh, I don't know how it would have turned out for the first time. Yeah, and then Charlotte would be standing behind him going, Oh, Forrest, no, we're not doing this. Oh, you be nice to that young man. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, they are so great. <laughs> they are great. Uh, you know, I was, uh, when I was promoting the film, I got a chance to stop uh, over at their place over in Indiana, and uh, they're yeah. just so hospitable. They're such such lovely people. They're, they're To everyone, they're always so kind and, and, and so... Uh, just very endearing couple, very endearing family. Well, they've got one of the biggest Indy 500 parties every year. Granted, this year is a very different year. As soon as we can get that race back on track, are you now kind of a motorhead because of this movie? Might we see oh, you yeah. at some motocross races? Of course. I mean, I my biggest regret with this with the whole thing was I did not keep the bike. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't keep the bike is because at the time I didn't have anywhere to keep it. Otherwise, I would have just bought it and kept it in a garage somewhere. Uh, yeah, first chance I get, I want to do a little bit more riding. It's just, you know, it's, it's not the easy, you got to really have the time to get out there and ride on weekends and, and really get into the sport. And I do anticipate doing that in the future. Uh, I, I, I became a fan. I don't know if I've always been a fan, but I became a much bigger fan, uh, through kind of walking in these shoes. Actual my, act. Actor Michael Roark joining us here in the Freak Nation. Bennett's War, you may know him from Magic Mike and others. Roped, of course, and again, you can catch it on Netflix. You talk about Bennett's War, and it's it's not a war movie. It's about you and the character and your war of coming back and dealing with injuries and family issues and lack of money. Did you have any relationships or did you hear from any veterans during the filming or after the filming of Bennett's War? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, before, during, and after. Uh, you know, we have a, a bike crew, a Vet MX. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They, we we uh, feature them in the film as well. Um, but yeah, there. I, I've had vets, you know, active, um, you know, all, all different walks have, have approached and have reached out and heard some really wonderful stories um, that really, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why I love doing this and why I, I love doing film because it, it, there's such a it, it, it can be such an audience and it can reach mm-hmm. people so you know it, in all corners of the globe and I've, we heard so many beautiful stories about how it helped them um, you know relive the, both the good and the bad and so if it can help heal 
that's great in the same way that it can help entertain. And, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I've really walked away being very, very grateful for that this was able to touch so many vets. Michael Rourke joining us in the Freak Nation. Now, what is next for you? We are in such odd times, obviously. 2020 has been mm. such a strange year. But the pandemic has shut down, <laughs> at one point, all Hollywood productions. Now I see tiny ones per- cropping up around the world. But what's next for you? And, and what are you able to do right now? Well, funny enough, as soon as I hop off this call, I've got a, a call back for another film coming up. <laughs> we're moving to a more remote business. We were already kind of doing it. But I think this is going to expedite everything. So usually the way this would work is, you know, you have call, you have auditions in the room and you have callback sessions with producers and yada, yada. Well, I have a producer session on Zoom after this <laughs> uh, for a film that would be coming up. I don't know when we're going to start rolling cameras again. I mean, there's all kinds of angles that have to be sorted out with that. Mm-hmm. But it will start happening again. Um, I'm assuming by the end of the year. I was about to start two more movies in March. Oh. Uh, I can't say what they are, right. but they were pretty, you know, fairly high profile projects that both got shut down. So that was a bit of a, you know, that was obviously disappointing, but you know, no one was unaffected by what we're dealing with. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what comes around the bend in some ways, you know, as an actor, I could say, I would love it to be a more remote business where, you know, you don't have to always feel like you have to go into a room and then audition in front of producers. And a lot of times it's not really necessary. You know, it just isn't like, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, everyone's everyone's itching to get back to work. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what the industry. Yep. Actor Michael Rourke, you know him from Bennett's War. It was a feature film released in theaters in 2019. And now you can catch it on Netflix, also part of Magic Mike and many others. Got his big start with Young and the Restless. Crasher, go ahead. Well, are you able to keep your Magic Mike physique or is this, Are you? do you have the COVID-19 pounds? And like many of us do. <laughs> Go that to 15. first month, let me tell you, I was just, <laughs> I went to, the, you know, everyone was hitting the shelves at the grocery store, but I was just like, I want comfort for this, comfort for that. Yep. <laughs> Across the board, I'm from the Midwest, so I've got, you know, we got a sweet tooth up there. I was eating everything in sight. Uh, I was enjoying myself some some beer at home, but after a, <laughs> after a while, I'm like, all right, well, this ain't going to last. So <laughs> I kind of got back into my routine a little bit, and uh, I'm staying pretty healthy now. Um, and, you know, once they open the trails, I'm out here in L.A. Once they open the trails back up, that was it was great to kind of be able to get back outside and, and do what I can do. But, yeah, I don't have any weights at home. I don't have anything like that. So, you know, everything that I'm doing at home is really just whatever I can do with, like, a pull-up bar and, and you know, so, some push-ups, sit-ups, that kind of thing. Pull a bar like Come on, man. You, you, you don't have room for a bike. You don't have room for weights. What are you going to lean to off of uh, in West L.A.? What the hell's going on? I'll tell you what. Before you know it, I'm just going to be dropping a tent out there in Glen Allen. Like, I, don't, I don't really need much. I don't need much. I just got my Wrangler and, uh, and a bed to sleep at night. That's all I need. And thinking about the, the Zoom auditions now or interviews, think about just – th- just think about this for a minute. You know. You're up for a, a major role in Magic Mike, and you've got to get on Zoom and 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 dance, and, 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 dance, dance. and read on <laughs> looking at an iPad. Yeah, come on, Rourke, that'd be hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Rourke, dance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things where you got to be able to you just got to be able to figure it out. Look, auditioning in a room sucks mm-hmm. it's no better like it's it's a vacuum uh nothing really can replace the film ex- you know being on set or being on stage so 
the auditioning experience it kind of in itself is already flawed. So it's, we're just doing the best we can. Now, if it means, you know, I guess for the types of roles I read as well, um, you know, I think it gets a little bit easier once you have a bit of a body of work behind you because the team can kind of send over my reel, send over my past work. And it is a small business. So a lot of like, you know, the casting directors and producers, usually the ones that are kind of in, who are kind of swimming around circling us for certain projects. They're already kind of familiar with my work. So a lot of times it's probably to make sure there's a meeting of the minds as far as, you know, the creative, what story we're trying to tell, what kind of character we're trying, we're trying to build. When you landed the role on Young and the Restless, was it a process of first interview, second interview, then, of course, that final interview to get that role? Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I must have auditioned for that show, I don't know, a dozen times, who knows how many times over the course of a couple of years. And I had kind of written it off. I was just like, sure, yeah, whatever, I'll go read for him. I never really thought anything was going to happen with it. And then they got serious and wanted about, about wanting to bring me in, and I went straight to test for, for it. And that's probably one of the biggest testing rooms I've seen. There was about 30 people in the room oh. uh, at the studios for that. And, um, yeah, it's you never know what to expect. Like, I could walk in a room, and it can be like a little closet with like a casting assistant and a camera. With a test, usually it can be anything, but I was not expecting that many people to be in the room, but yeah, it doesn't really matter to me because when I do it, I'm doing it. It doesn't matter if there's one person or 50 people, but it was, uh, that was definitely not a, uh, a week <laughs> testing experience. <laughs> it was fun though. I had, a, I had a great time on that show. Bennett's War on Netflix, Magic Mike and others. Michael Rourke joining us here in the Freak Nation. You're also an attorney, and it's a serious question. Being an attorney, there's a certain amount of confidence that you have to have to be an attorney. Has that helped you at all in acting and preparing for a role? Oh, yeah. I think you know. I think it's, it's kind of something in life generally. One thing kind of leads to the next and builds to the next. And now, and in my legal training, I used to say, I mean, I, I always had, I still do have a lot of, a lot of interest, a lot of drive, a lot of discipline, but there was nothing that really kind of helped me, I guess, just galvanize my discipline and my intellect, like having to get through law school and pass the bar exam and, and, and really set out to climb that mountain. And so, and then, you know, obviously you're being trained to, to more than anything, uh, to think analytically, you know, layered reasoning when you're in, when in law, and, and taking the law exams and the bar exam and, and the way you kind of approach the profession. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I approach a script or I approach a story, it's, you know, I always, I was drawn to the very layered characters and that's what I try to do when I, when I'm creating a character, when I'm telling a story. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big part of it. And also when I was in law school, you know, there was uh, you know, I was on trial team as well. And, Sweet. and trial team is really acting, you know, yes. one thing that they would teach on trial team is, <laughs> You know, uh, trial attorneys, I don't know, maybe some trial attorneys would disagree with me out there, but like a lot of times the jury doesn't know what you're talking about and it comes down to likability. So a lot of it is presentation and helping them try to understand what might otherwise be difficult legal concepts. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of things I learned, uh, on that journey. Um, and I still do things, uh, with a law degree, you know, I still with producing and then things in business as well and, and entertainment. So yeah, yeah. It helps me every day. Well, man, this has been awesome. Michael, thank you for doing this, bud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for promoting the film and, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me guys. And, uh, anytime reach out anytime. Right cool. on. Michael, thanks for doing this, bud. All right. You guys have a good one. Stay safe. And stat, man, we talk about the 20 years of existence of the freak nation. Forrest Lucas starts Lucas Oil on the back of an 18-wheeler, 
and now has a film production company putting out big league theatrical releases, man. I was talking to somebody just the other day about getting that. It was a former dairy in Corona and up next to a <laughs> rail uh, line and how this whole th- getting the production company from buying the company that did his commercials and how he went from sponsoring one car to sponsoring an NFL team. <laughs> I mean, it's just the guy knows no limits. He knows yeah. no, no he limits. Doesn't. I still remember the time Tom Fredrickson, I got, we got to get the hell out of here, told me, you know what? Uh, we're going to sponsor the Colt Stadium. I mean, you're going to have a sign inside. No, it's going to be Lucas Oil Stadium. And oh, I that's just, right. You got the news before it went public. Yeah, and you're it's like, over. what? Yep, there you go. <laughs> hey, man, we'll do it again next Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat, man. Cut it loose. Deep. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.